This podcast is intended for listeners over the age of 19 in Ontario, and we ask that you respect your local laws regarding cannabis. Be sure to like, download, follow, subscribe, and of course, share with your friends. Hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hi, Annie. Hi, Amanda. I'm really excited to be chatting with Jessica today. Yes. So Jess is like an old beginning of the podcast, like a couple weeks after we got onto Instagram, we connected with Jess. Yeah. Um, and yet she's never been on the podcast. And yet we've never had her on. And she brings such a wealth of East Coast knowledge. Like, I'm, I, I, I love her. We had a great conversation with her, and I think we'll just go ahead and share it with all of you. Today we have Jess Hope in the hotbox virtually. She is an award-winning cannabis influencer, and I'm doing some air quotations there. And we'll talk about that later. She's an amazing personality. She's a change maker, and she's the editor of High Moon Magazine. There are not enough hours in the day for this amazing woman. And, and she's a mom. And she's a mom. And she's a wife. And has goats. And she has a farm. <laughs> <laughs> We've known just virtually since the beginning of High Ladies, basically. Yeah, she's she was one, one of, the of first our first people. followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we met her in person earlier this year, and that was yeah. super fucking cool. Yeah, that was down at uh, Can Expo. Yeah. Yeah, and yes. we're, we're excited to be back involved with them again this year, and hopefully we'll get to see all of our friends back at Can Expo again. Welcome, Jess. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, when, we, before. when we started talking about this season and we said we wanted to talk about things from coast to coast, we were like, oh, well, we have to call our bestie Jess out, out in New Brunswick. Yep. I, I feel special. I really do. That's because you are. You're wonderful. <laughs> Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm Jess. I'm from New Brunswick. I live just outside of the city of Moncton, which is kind of what they call the hub city of New Brunswick and the Maritimes because it's where the international airport is, all the uh, trains come in, all that fun stuff is based right in here. Plus, we have a lot of factories. And also, a fun fact, we are the home of Organigram, too. So their facility is in Moncton, and it's massive. Oh, that's cool. I don't don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, so, like, all your shred products, Holy Mountain, all those fun ones, that's them. Oh, very cool. It smells amazing every time you drive past it. Like, that whole section of the city just smells like cannabis, and it's (laughs) it's beautiful. So, great asset to the city. Great. Yeah. what else? Uh, I do High Moon. It's my magazine that I do for the cannabis industry. It's mostly a passion project, and it's developed into something bigger than I ever expected it to be. Uh, we have big plans for 2024. We've been debating with kind of coming to a print project, and we're thinking we're really toying with it. So 2024, we'll hopefully see something in paper, but you know, virtually is good too. Yeah, and I know it's the environment. It's read internationally, so yeah. that's super yes. cool. Yes, it it has been. It blew my mind when we sit and look at the analytics every month. Every time there's a new country, like I don't know who's reading High Moon in Poland. But somebody <laughs> is. We joke yeah. about the same thing when we yeah. look at our analytics. It's like, oh, we're trending in Japan. Yeah, that's interesting. Right? It's so interesting. When you see that, I know I'm an analytics junkie. I love seeing where people come from and stuff. So it always excites me. Uh, What else is exciting? I have a small farm and a child as well. There's there's four goats in my life. 
they're kind of crazy, along with two dogs, a cat and a chicken, <laughs> and a nine-year-old. So he counts as a farm animal, too, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, I have a husband, too. You met him when yes. we were in Toronto. Yep. We came for our mini honeymoon. That was what Can Expo was for us. And, you know, that was a really good experience. Uh, I plan on coming back for the next Can Expo. Because, well, why not? Coming right. to Ontario in March is actually lovely weather there compared to the East Coast. Yep. Yep. 100%. So not? <laughs> That's not can, saying much. <laughs> I can 100%. No, it's March. March is March, gross. March is oh, gross. Oh, no, no. Your weather is so much nicer. Yeah. And usually March is like we had, when we flew out this year, it was a snowstorm coming and we were afraid we wouldn't be able to get on our plane and we had to drive through like unplowed roads to get to the airport that morning oh my goodness. And then we landed in toronto and there's like no snow we're like <laughs> wow yep. so we thought it was great march is beautiful in toronto yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we say we say march is ugly weather but i mean if jess is saying that like it's beautiful like can you just imagine what's happening out east oh god yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. all right what Jess, we we wanted to hear. We know there's some, so we know that from province to province in Canada, according to the Cannabis Act, each province was empowered to make their own laws within their their province. Um, and you know, on a uh, on a larger scale, we want to know what's happening out east. So I've heard about this this thing called pay to play when it comes to the marketing through the uh, New Brunswick Cannabis. Is it New Brunswick Cannabis? And it's Cannabis NB. Cannabis NB. Okay. Cannabis New Brunswick, so, Cannabis NB. So I've heard of this pay-to-play through Cannabis NB. Um, oh, yeah. Do you know anything about it? And can you, if you do, tell us a little bit more about what's going on? So when it comes to, like, our stores, honestly, are beautiful. There's 26 stores across the province that are government-owned called Cannabis New Brunswick. And then they also have six farm gate stores, which are at the actual, like, farm gate LPs where you can go and buy products there uh, that the farms themselves have. So, like, Stewart Farms has it, Eco-Canadian Organic, for example, those two lovely little places to go and you can buy products from them. But what's really interesting is when you go to these places, they only carry New Brunswick only products. They can't have like stuff from out of province, which I guess it keeps them in the province that way, but you know, not as many options, but you get to know the products really well because you're dealing with people who grow them and produce them. So yeah. that's a win-win. Okay. But so, as for so, so, 20... so sorry, yeah, hold ahead. on, hold on, hold on, Jess. So, if I am a grower and I have a Farmgate location, can I sell my products in like regular cannabis NB stores? Yes, I can. You definitely can. We have like what's the I will give cannabis NB credit. They do have a section that is New Brunswick growing, so you can go and see all the stuff that's from New Brunswick. And we don't have stuff like behind. Uh, I know in Ontario they have it back in like a back room and you have the menus in front of you when you go into cannabis New Brunswick store it's right there in front of you you can see every product they can pass you over the package you can look it over wow. it's really neat that way yeah that is like cool. really neat 
It's you know, you, you kind of feel sometimes here in Ontario like you're mystery shopping, you're blind shopping yes. because yes. of that. And to be able to mm-hmm. touch and feel, I'm a very visual, touchy person. Like, I can't buy clothes online. I need to actually, you know, be there. Yeah, and, and yeah. yeah that, that's actually really cool. I want to ask a question here. So here at the LCBO, like, every mm-hmm. wine store looks exactly the same. Are you mm. saying, like, every cannabis store is called Cannabis New Brunswick and they all are basically, like, they're run? all provincially run? Yeah, they're all provincially run, owned by, uh, they're Cannabis Envy, but they're owned by, like, Alcohol New Brunswick, Envy Liquor is yeah. what they're called. Okay. Yeah, so they're owned by them. They're all basically the same, like, same general layout, same general um, advertisements, all of that. And you'll notice when you go into our stores here that they're dominated by certain brands. And you notice it's usually the bigger brands that mm. you see, like, spinach uh who else we got tweed like those type of brands and i always i always wondered why and i didn't know until i got into the legal industry it was because the bigger brands have uh the money to pay for the new brunswick advertising yeah i was blown away when i actually saw the prices that they charge for uh advertisement or being on like you know, eye level or like yeah. shelves. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's pay to play. I I knew nothing about pay to play. I'm like, I don't even know what this pay to play thing is. So it is. These... that's pay to play. If you want your product to be like at the forefront in cannabis New Brunswick, you gotta you gotta pay for the advertisement. It's not like you know when a rep comes in to Ontario stores and they're like, hey, this is us. Here's some stickers. Here's some info. Like, no, no, it's like no. You can't even contact the actual cannabis New Brunswick stores. It goes through a one eight hundred number. Oh, right. Oh, that's interesting. Right? So that means so that also makes curating menus more difficult because mm, everybody just carries everything. Yeah, like that's the thing. There's no curated menus. It's curated to the province, not to each not, individual region. Right. Mm. Which is see, so weird. And see, and I, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm from Ontario. Like, I think it's weird that New Brunswick was like, we don't want new small businesses. No, they want the entire pie. <laughs> yeah. They want it to be run by yes. them. Stuff. It's like the LCBO. Every LCBO mm-hmm. has the same um, selection. Some yep. are bigger, some are smaller, depending on the size of the, the brick and mortar. Now, I wonder, but they all, like, the government makes all that money. So this way, mom and pa's yeah. aren't owning a store, hopefully, I, hopefully making money, but they aren't. But it's the government doing it all, so they get to keep the entire pie. And then extra whipped cream from the tweeds and okay. the companies. Okay, so this is my, this is my thought. I, I'm basing this on nothing, but my thought is that a place like New Brunswick, because it's smaller than a place like Ontario, yeah. right? Like in Ontario, the Ontario government's like, yeah, let let all of these small businesses open up, and we will we, we will regulate them and tax them out the hoo ha. Uh, where New yep. Brunswick was like, we don't have that many. Let's just keep the whole. Yeah, pie. you said 26, Jess. Yeah, there's 26, but we also just opened. Six private retail stores. Oh, which we'll get into after. Oh, so, so private retail is a thing that's coming into New Brunswick. Ah, it just been introduced, but oh. the catch to that is all products have to be purchased through Cannabis NV as their supplier. So you don't even get like new stuff in. It's all the same stuff that's at the Cannabis New Brunswick stores. Right. Just servicing smaller, smaller towns like my local town that oh. I live. 
from has one. And, and then a mom pa will own it? Like a, like a person? Mom, yeah, like a small it. business yes, owner? Yes, like an actual person that owns it. But a couple of them are, one of them is a cannabis express. And I know that's a chain store in Ontario. Oh, oh yes, it is. We, we are fam- right. very familiar with cannabis express. And I did know yes. that they had something out on the East Coast. Yeah, so that's over in your to- town, eh? It's over in, I'm only about, oh, less than an hour away from it, and I want to go visit it. We also have, um, what's the other one? Cost Cannabis. And they're another one that I guess is Ontario-based as well that I just found out. So very cool. two Ontario, whatever they're called. I'm having a moment. Yeah, Ontario. story. Yeah, stories. Yeah. Stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The two Ontario store chains that have made their way to the East Coast. I don't yeah. know how they're doing. Um, I personally haven't been in one yet just because cannabis and my closest cannabis envy is literally a 15, 17 minute drive from me. Mm, nice. So I, I just go there just because I enjoy the employees too. Mm. I will give them credit. The employees are really awesome. They know their stuff because they get, uh, their education and stuff is different, but they 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 know their products. I'll give them that. They're good about that and really enthusiastic. So, and plus they're government employees as well. So when you're a government employee and the product of New Brunswick, you have a pension. That's a good point. Oh, that's health a health plan. Everything. Oh, oh, that's a very good point. Because one of the things we say all the time here is like, our, we expect so much from our bud tenders. They need to know so much. Mm-hmm. They are the gateway, and then we pay the minimum wage. Right. Yeah, here they get a living, Ooh. a very nice living wage, oh. and they're taken care of. Like, So that's one good benefit of it being government-owned is that the employees are taken care of. And are they unionized? Happy to be at work. You know what? That's a good question. I, I, I highly doubt it because it is the government of New Brunswick, but actually my parents are in a union. Mm, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, most, most government employees. Yeah, yeah, LCBO, I'm going to keep bringing it back to the LCBO as the model, because I'm thinking that's a good comparison to Ontario. Mm, yeah. Those employees, again, they make a great living wage. They're uh, mm. they're unionized. Um, yeah. Well, why can't we treat our bud tenders like that in other provinces, too? Mm-hmm. They deserve a living wage. Yeah, I mean, something that I, exactly. that, that I keep coming back to, I guess, on my end is like... Um, this pay-to-play method that we're talking about, it, mm-hmm. really, it, it, because I am very much against this pay-to-play method. Um, yeah. I know stores that do it, and I think it's nonsense. And it does go on mm-hmm. here, Jess. It's yes, just it a little bit more But dirty. the fact that the government is doing it, like, I, I almost feel like it's in direct contradiction of the Federal Cannabis Act, which says that you can't right. incentivize cannabis. Mm. You cannot. Um, and it fucks small business. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's so many brands that come rolling into Cannabis NB, and I, I'm just the crazy lady who checks their menu like a few times <laughs> a week to see what rolls in now, so I can go in and be like, "Hey, what you got?" And um, I like you'll see what they have more uh, in store and stuff when you first walk in. You'll see like what's the preferred product, like mm. who's paying for. Whatever. It blew my mind when I actually sat and looked at the things and how they do things. Now, these new stores that are independently run, are they paying to play or do you get more of a fair representation because they're not lining their pockets? 
you know what? I was browsing that and I noticed that they give like fair game to everybody mm. because they there's one that's on Instagram. I was just browsing their Instagram and they show like all the products. There's no preference to anybody. Because, that's nice. Right? I was like, okay, there's a different way of doing things. And they can put things too at the private stores on sale, whereas at the cannabis and the locations their set prices unless the head people decide to drop a price on a product like the stores by themselves don't have control over that oh see and it see and from an inventory control perspective that's Mm -hmm. that's really interesting because if something moves really well in my store but at annie's store it doesn't move at all why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. clearance it out of yours so they out of annie's store so that she doesn't get stuck with it and then have old, right? gross, disgusting cannabis. <laughs> it's okay. It's so funny. So I went into this one store that I know is not super busy. It's in this uh, town called Dieppe. It's a suburb of Moncton, basically. And I saw that they had DNA genetics and leaf by Snoop products. Yeah, that's and so those have been on the market old. for a while, for a long while. And I'm like. You guys still have that? They're like, yeah, it's 2021, 2020 weed, but you know, we're still selling it. They dropped it down to twenty dollars for three point five grams, but I'm like, that's oh, totally converted at this point <laughs> because nobody wanted it. So there you go, inventory control problems right there. Yeah, uh, those freezies that got pulled off the market. Oh yeah, last summer. Yeah, radicals. There's still a couple of cannabis NBs that have them in stock. Oh wow. That's... Which is crazy. I'm like, how? How? So, yeah, like, there's the problem there with that. You have a really good point. I never sat and pondered that one till now. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and I guess this brings us into our next thing, which is, like, we're not allowed to advertise cannabis, like, mm-hmm. publicly. You can't. There's a lot of things, according to the Cannabis Act, that you can't do when it comes to promoting or discussing cannabis in a I don't know how in traditional media yeah in a traditional media type of setting yeah so exactly we see a lot of and I struggle with the term influencer but same but at the same time I don't have a better word yet for it like I mean right an educator an exciter of people I don't know um, I know I know I guess I know I struggle with it too. Like I was like, I never seen myself as an influencer, but I guess that's what <laughs> the, I identify as. Yeah. The first <laughs> few times Amanda and I, you know, were were faced with that term, we're like, no, 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 like, no. Like, like, no, we're we're two middle aged stay at home moms. Yeah. That is that's not a thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like Kardashians who are trying to get their spank sold and trying to push right? a product are trying to mm-hmm. influence. Like the word influences, I'm going to try and make you want or do something that you wouldn't naturally be doing. And that might work when selling Spanx and uh, eyebrow waxing. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I know. I'm just so, I don't think I've ever, I don't know. When I said Todd, like, cool, I've like influenced people to try cannabis. But we we don't. We were supposed to do that, but like, I don't think we do. I don't think think you do, and I I don't think we do. No, I agree. No, like, I. Uh, it's what I do. I do it because 
for many, many reasons, but I never been like, Hey, smoke this weed. Life will be better. Like, yeah. How they sell spanks and stuff. Like put this on and your body will look better. But yeah, like cannabis makes your life better, but it's not for everybody. I think it should be educator. Yeah. Right. There we go. Like some type of cannabis educator influence or something Mm. along those lines. I know it's one of those terms where I've been like social media educator. No, yeah, I don't like that. It's too wordy. No, it's too no. wordy. All right, too many no. words for people, though. Right? We'll, we will. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to workshop this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, there is definitely a role for cannabis educators like yourself, yep. uh, who, mm-hmm. who is trying to spread awareness, talking about you know all sorts of aspects of the plant. Exactly what we do. Why do you think that people like you are needed in the cannabis industry? Like, really? Honestly, we're, you can take other people's work. Like, let's say for uh, a topical, for instance. Yeah, you can listen to the people who created it or whatever and be like, but until you hear from somebody that you can relate to, I don't know. Sometimes I find I'm relatable and I also feel like I'm ridiculous. But hey, maybe the ridiculousness makes me relatable. Exactly. So I try to make things relatable, which helps other people, I guess, be inspired to try products or influence them. If you don't have the people who are giving genuine reviews or telling you how products are, are they really going to try them? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, it's a it's a weird place to be, but a fun place to be in the <laughs> cannabis industry. Because yeah. we're so limited on what we can do on social media, mm-hmm. but... But we're less eliminated than the, the companies themselves. But right. They kind of right. need the you to review say, it. Yes. That's the thing. You, uh, I was going to say, companies can't make like claims on if it helps pain or if it can you sleep better. But I can say that I sleep better and that I helps my pain or it's good for my period pain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I have those. So. And they can't have a commercial, and they can't be in McLean's magazine, nope. and they can't be in the newspaper. Or the radio Or ads. the radio ads, or the, all well, those actually, traditional lines of media where you would advertise. Yep. They can't do that. They don't even, like, again, back to the LCBO. The LCBO has a magazine that they put out, I don't know, four or five times right? a year. I could say um, the, the liquor stores here have, like, a bi-yearly oh. magazine, too, so you could get, like, you know, the holiday edition of yeah. the magazine. I want a holiday edition of cannabis, thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I yes. want a serious wish, wish book edition of cannabis. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's no, there really is no reason that it can't exist. Right. But like, I, you know, we are. Right. Like, like, I'm imagining, a, you know, you, really, because we're, we're always talking about keeping this kind of information or products out of the hands of kids. Yeah. Which right? is why I use exactly. the LCO, LCO yeah, yeah. magazine. But, but a magazine is just that, like it is just paper with pictures exactly. of things on it. The same as liquor magazines. And I bet that's how the liquor stores are like, Oh, this is okay. It's just a picture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also you could drag your kids into the liquor store too. Like yeah. my kid has to stay in the car with his dad when we go to the cannabis store. But yeah. By golly, I can drag them into uh, the liquor store, no problem. And, you know, anyways, that's yeah. a whole other rant. That is an but entire I- other podcast for sure. That's a, that's a whole thing onto itself. Now, I think one thing that 
just um, that cannabis influencers or cannabis social media people do for the mm. industry, um, especially for the female population of the industry, is it makes it okay. Yeah. Is that when I go yeah. on when yeah. I go on social media and maybe I don't follow the entire cannabis community, but I've got a handful of like other moms who are about the same age as I am, who maybe live in suburbia or, you know, just like I do, or live in a small city and they smoke weed and they're doing it. And and they're 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 not saying this is the best thing in the world, but they're like, hey, look. This is helping I, this aspect of my life. Yep. Hey, I, I lost exactly. my shit. I lost my shit today, and I smoked a joint, and I feel way better. Here I am now playing Lego with my kid. It's breaking the stigma. We've right? talked about that for so That's long. That's right. What and I it's love finally about, going places. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What I love about Jess's social media is it's so always positive. Always. Body positive, community positive. She, you know, you get to see her in her reality. There's nothing curated about Mm -hmm. it. Like, I don't, I mean that in a really nice way. Like, out out with your goats and it feels genuine. (laughs) Like, this is a real person. Yeah, like, she's out there mucking and doing her thing and just happens to be on my feed. It's like somebody who is, like, when we met in person, I felt like I already knew you. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I loved that. I appreciate that. I don't know. I spent being okay. If we if we are going with the whole cannabis influencer thing, I would say I was a cannabis influencer before it even was a thing. So I've been on Instagram for twelve years now. Holy oh, shit! Wow. What's been around that long? I, yeah, I was just going to say I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Instagram. Yeah. Been <laughs> uh, yeah. I started back in when I was 20 oh and my God. Uh, I started as a baby cannabis influencer then and met people <laughs> and built up myself from there. And here we are. If you would have told me 10 years ago, 12 years ago, that this is what my life would be. I'd be like, oh, you're so funny. Like you're so funny. Nobody's going to legalize cannabis. That's never going to happen. And something that I advocated for and fought for for years and it's a reality. It's it's incredible to actually see. So yeah, and, um, and just next week we will be celebrating. Oh no, I guess it'll be that's in the past now. No, oh yeah. Okay, so so, so now that we're okay, so, a few <laughs> weeks last, ago. No, just last week. Whatever. Yeah, it'll be in a week. So <laughs> it's October, and this is the month that we celebrate the legalization of cannabis. <laughs> Listeners, we're, we're, we're going to Ottawa next week, so we have... This will be last week when you So this, this week is next week, but not... <laughs> but it's not actually next week, because we're going to do one on our own. We're going to come back from Ottawa it's and do one. It's actually October 17th. Oh, it's actually November. That's what it is. Amanda and I are just trying to figure out what day it is and what floor we're fucking on, which is hilarious. Well, I'm not fucking you on any floor. <laughs> I, yeah, Jess, you are a woman ahead of your time, and please keep spreading your love and your education and your beautiful self. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do think that people like you are so integral yes. to the cannabis community for destigmatizing, for you know, learning about products, for feeling part of a community. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're really happy that you're part of ours. I'm so grateful to know you too. It's been a delight, and just to watch how you two have evolved and the whole industry has just makes my heart happy. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Jess. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I told you I love Jess. She's amazing. 
I just learned so much. Like, I had an idea of what we were going to talk about. Yeah. And I knew that I didn't know some of that. But mm-hmm. she brought up so many interesting points. This, like, figuring it out province to province has been really enlightening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's as messed up as I think that our Ontario laws are sometimes. Sometimes I get, like, when you hear what's happening in other provinces, you're like, oh, I'd like to cherry pick that one idea from them. Mm-hmm. Like, like from what Jess is saying about being a government employee like, and yes. making a living wage. Yes. I'm sure all Ontario bud tenders would love to have that as a perk. They're all packing their bags right now. Right? They're like, oh, so East Coast. Coast. Right? Yeah. Um, and again, like this idea of influencer, a communicator, maybe that would be a good Ooh. one. We're going to have to w- workshop this. Cannabis I, communicator. I think, you know, Jess is on the same wavelength as we are, that we're not actually trying to influence anybody to do something. No, I don't, want to, I don't want to influence you to do it or not do it. I don't want to influence what you pick, but I just want you to know what like my thoughts are on it. And, and I'm just, what I love is just learning. Mm-hmm. And every episode I learn something new and I learn... A lot of new stuff today. Yeah, yeah. Stuff I had never just, uh, just never considered before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, that's about it. I think it is time for us to step away. Take a toke. And go be moms. I'm still workshopping this extra thing because I got so bored with it last season. Um, but I am going to say again that if you want to support the high ladies, Go to your local dispensary, ask them if they have Kanja, and if they don't, ask them why they haven't ordered it in, because every time you get high on Kanja, you are helping the high ladies, and I just think that's a beautiful circular... Right? And smoke weed help us out, so we can keep bringing you fabulous content. Um, The other thing I was noticing this week when I was binging on my other podcast is that now on Spotify... When you listen to an episode, it, at the bottom it says, "What did you think of this episode?" Or did you know? What yeah, you... we finally made it. We we've got enough episodes out that that. Finally oh, is that has... a thing? I think it is. I think that's what it is. Oh. So, listeners, if you're listening on Spotify, I think it's a new thing on Spotify. I think it's a new-ish thing, but I think there was like because I see it on some of my podcasts, but not other. Anyways, oh, we're big enough that if we have you a... see it on your thing, rate the podcast. It's not even a rating thing. Like you well, write, this is such a great episode. Right. And then after <laughs> each episode, you can be like, this was a five-star five episode, and this is what I thought. Algorithm, algorithm, algorithm. Algorithm. <laughs> and, you know, we always love to hear from you. So if you want to send us an email, send us an email at... HiLadiesPodcast at gmail.com. And we're always checking our Instagram. So if you want to send us a quick message or follow what we're up to... At High Ladies Podcast. That's it. Bye, Bye ladies. ladies.